Welcome to the Innovation World Podcast. Innovation World is your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org. Very, very odd. But anyway, welcome. Innovation World. This is Carmine Nadisco. We are live here with Julie Shively. How's it going, Julie? Uh, always very good. There's always so much going on in the lives of Innovation World folks that i um, very excited to be here today. Um, we've got a great show lined up with some wonderful guests. We'll get to them in just a minute. I just want to give you an update on some of the things that we're working on at Innovation World. Um, we have our third um, global innovation field trip. It's going to be taking place October 10th and 11th. I think we have space for a few more signups. And again, if you're an innovator, especially a K-12 innovator, but really any innovator who wants to share their innovation story um, with the world, that's a good place to do it. We generally have about 17 countries participating. Or if you're a program leader, like our guest today is, somebody who's supporting and inspiring innovation, we'd also love to have you as part of that show. Go out to globalinnovationfieldtrip.org and and sign up to be an attendee of the show and or a presenter of the show. Um, one of the really cool things we're doing at the October event is um, we have a partnership with Consequential Robotics, who has given us a little Myro robot to give oh, away wow. to a one lucky student. And we've had kids registering all month for it. The closing date is the um, 30th of November to log in or to sign up, get your credentials and teach Myro something new to do. And we'll be um, announcing the winner and in fact, demoing um, what students have taught Myro to do online. And it's a very, very cool competition and very cool robot. And again, you can find that at the Global Innovation Field Trip. And another thing we're doing is a teen panel. So if any of our guests today are um, high schoolers, we invite you to participate on that teen panel. Um, at the um, Global Innovation Field Trip as well. So, I, I want one of those robots. Ah, well, you're too old to participate. You have to be K-12. We have kids <laughs> from Connecticut um, in the USA. We have kids from Canada, uh, uh, Southern Yorkshire, um, Ontario. Oh, gosh, where the um, Washington, North Sumatra, um, British Columbia, kids all over the place that are getting involved in that Myro competition. So it's really exciting. Um, hopefully we'll have more than one of these going forward. It would be great to do it again, but um, we'll see what happens. Awesome. Tune so in. Tune in to the uh, Global Innovation Field Trip to check out all of the real cool tricks and talent that these kids can code into Myro. Awesome stuff. So we got a great show for today, huh? We do. I mean, last week we had um, Brenda Payne, executive director of the California Invention Convention on, talked about her program and the good that it's doing out there in California. And, and Brenda's not just a California invention person. I mean, she is a real role model for the United States. She helps mentor other um, upcoming invention organizations and takes part in a national program um, as one of the committee committee members leaders just depending on which year it is as to what she's doing with them but she really is a force for innovation and the k-12 space and so we've asked her back again today and she's brought with her some very special guests and with that i will let brenda say hello and let her introduce her guests well i thank you and uh, i'm very excited to have three 
of my very favorite people with me this morning. Uh, all three of these people have been inventors with the California Invention Convention and winners of various prizes. Uh, I'm going to have them introduce themselves to you uh, to begin with. And just as a start, we will have you begin, Morgan, and have you just tell us the school that you attend, what city you're in, what grade you're in now, and what grade you were in when you invented the invention we're going to talk about today. Hi, I'm Morgan Malloy. I go to Capo Valley High School. Right now I'm a junior, but I did my invention three years ago, so I was in eighth grade at Lodera Ranch Middle School in Lodera Ranch, which is by Irvine, California. And uh, Jonah, why don't we go to you? Um, Introduce um, yourself. Yeah. I'm Jonah, and I'm in seventh grade and go to PCS Middle School. And the invention that we're going to be talking about today, mine and Oliver's invention, I invented last year when I was in sixth grade. And Oliver, want to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Oliver. I'm in seventh grade at Grants 40 uh, Middle School. And I was in sixth grade when I invented the invention that I'm going to talk about today. Thank you. Okay, Morgan, we'll start with you and we're gonna ask you uh, to just tell us what the problem was that you first identified and what you came up with as a solution. Yeah, so my invention is called Assistant Coach and it solves the problem of poor communication between coach and athlete. So example, I'm a swimmer. So while swimming, it's super hard to hear the corrections because there's water in your ears, you have a cap over your ears, and you're really just far away. And also there's other people talking and outside noises. And corrections are very important to help you improve during practice. Without corrections, it's very hard to get better, and that's the whole point of training. So assistance coach is meant to solve these problems to help clear communication. So uh, the solution to that was to use a uh, headset and earbuds. So the coach would wear a headset and the swimmers have earbuds and these connect to each other via app. So each person has their own app, which their headset and earbuds connect to, and then the apps connect to together. So the coach can pick one swimmer, directly talk into the headset, and then the swimmer will hear the corrections in their earbuds. Also, the app will allow the swimmers to re-listen to the recordings after practice so you can remember what you need to work on and also the coach is able to see everyone on his team and kind of get put down little notes for them and we'll get a little bit more into detail about morgan's invention shortly but oh good because i'm writing down questions already yeah <laughs> yeah this there's a lot for hours i can tell <laughs> Okay, uh, Jonah, why don't you start to t uh, tell us a little about the splash bag? Well, last year, well, Oliver's cousin, Paige, she has a disease called pulmonary hypertension, where she has to wear a pump just like a diabetic does, except unlike a diabetic, she can't take it off. Like, it has to, she needs a constant flow of medicine. Like, she can't have it off for more than an hour like or anything. Like, so she can't, like, take a shower or do like she does sponge baths and like so we designed a um a dry bag for her pump so that she can take a shower and go swimming and stuff and oliver do you want to add anything to that yeah well 
this dry bag, it allows a constant flow of medicine while keeping the pump dry, obviously. <laughs> but it, yeah. Okay, well, we'll get into some details about that shortly, too. Um, so, Morgan, when you were thinking about this, uh, did you do any research to begin with uh, to see whether there was anything like that out on the market to begin yeah. with? Yeah. So, uh, back three years ago, uh, there, the only thing on the market was uh, headsets that you could use just for playing music. It had no function with any app or any connection to coaches, so no communication was allowed. You could just play music while swimming. But now a lot of development has happened with the headset part. Not a lot about the app, but a lot of the headset. I've seen at least three companies come up with really cool ideas for the headset. So that's actually something I'm looking into is to partner with them to give them the app, which would just take their invention to a better level. Okay, and Oliver, uh did you guys have to do some research to see if there was anything like that out there? Uh, yes, we did. We pretty much Googled it, see if there was any sort of way that the pump was waterproof. We found out that they actually do make waterproof diabetic pumps, but because not so, not so many people have pH, they don't have a waterproof pH pump. So... This is the only pump that's actually tested for pH, and this pump is old, old. It's not waterproof. So they had the pump, but they didn't have the waterproofing. And what? And didn't you get in touch with Stanford as well, at, to the medical center at Stanford, or am I not correct there? Jonah, did did you guys happen to contact them at that point, or? Uh, yeah, we actually did contact Stanford, and they sent us the same sort of pump that Paige has. They sent us this a dummy pump of it to see if it would fit in the dry bag, and they like posted a whole thing about us on their website too. Hey, um, Morgan, the what was the process that you used to come up with your invention? Yeah, so most of the process was me actually on YouTube trying to figure out how to code. But before this, I had very little experience with coding, especially with coding an app. So I coded it using the software called Xcode, and the specific language is Swift. And it's a new up-and-coming language that is used for Apple app development. So a lot of it was me on YouTube trying to figure out how to code this app and kind of figure out how the process came together. Once I kind of figured out the basics of the language, and went into just me kind of just developing it more, like making updates to the app. So it's a lot of app development. And then also I swam with my friends every night. So every single night I just went and said, hey, I did this to the app. What do you guys think? What are some things I could do differently? What would you prefer me to do? Just kind of get constant input. And if I recall, you had a friend who dared you to, to uh to do your uh, inventing because this was not a, a place that you had ever gone before. And uh, you continued with something that was not very familiar to you at all. So <laughs> yeah, it was my coach actually. So thank well, you. Your coach did. Oh, good. Good for your coach. <laughs> and Oliver, why don't we ask you, um, 
what was the process that you guys used to create your invention? Well, we've, we had this idea. We were like, hey, our cousin, she has, to, she has to take a sponge bath. How can we help her? But we had to figure out a way to make it so that the tubing that is attached to the, it's attached to the pump could come out of the dry bag without getting water into the dry bag. We had, come, we had this idea to create a gasket inside a dry bag, but we had no idea how that was going to work until we contacted Jonas' neighbor, who was a who was an AT and T worker who used to waterproof like telephone wires, to see if he could help us figure out a way to actually waterproof this, Johnny. Okay, Jonah, why don't you tell us what your neighbor told you? <laughs> well, he had the idea to um heat up a nail that was the same exact thickness as this tubing, heat it up on the stove, and clamp it, and clamped it inside of the seal to make a channel going through that we, so that we could still have the tube running through the seal, but then have it, st have the seal still seal and not let water in. Okay, helps to have neighbors who have that kind of information yeah. <laughs> help you with these things. Um, and once you tried what you were doing, Morgan, what did you uh, do to keep retrying it and seeing if what you were doing worked? Yeah, so I definitely talked to my coaches and teammates a lot. It was mostly through their input and what I found online of people complaining about like, I can never hear my coach. They look so silly on the sidelines trying to like swim outside the pool to show me what they're doing. But it's just, it doesn't work that well. It's really funny, but it doesn't work that well. So it was just kind of a lot of input from other people because app development is like you just kind of constantly run the app every single time you input new code. So it's just de definitely just testing it over and over again. And uh Let's see, Jonah, what did you guys do to keep ideating, changing what you were doing and seeing if it worked and then redoing it to get the best product you could? Well, what we did was we took like a big like bowl and we filled it with water and we had an inside the bag, we folded the paper towel inside the bag and we put blue food coloring in the water and then we had everything sealed and we would stick it in the water for two minutes and then we take it out and if if there was any blue on the paper towel we knew that water got in and if there was and we opened it up and if it was all dry then we know it worked and we, we tested it about four times and like revised and tested and eventually in the fourth time it sealed and did it good and oliver have you guys uh had jonah's cousin try this oh <laughs> am i getting this right it was jo it was your cousin uh, did you have your cousin try it out at any point? Yeah, well, we actually gave it to her after we completed the National Invention Convention. We gave it to her and she, I don't know if she tried it, but we, we gave it to her and hopefully she tried it out. But like Morgan said, to get with our idea process, we just tested, 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 trial and error all the time. So... 
And I have to say that um, one thing that all inventors have to do is be ready to fail, 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 which is the best thing that can happen. And uh, once you fail, you realize you have to keep improving it. Uh, I, I imagine there are not many inventors out there that create an invention that works the first time. And so exactly. you have to keep testing and testing. And uh, so, Morgan, where, where are you now with your invention? Yeah, so it's been a while, so a lot of updates have happened. So when winning the California Invention Convention, you get your own patent attorney for a provisional patent. So that took about a year to publish and get that all going. It was like a full-on 50-page document that we had to create and then re-revise and kind of get that working. And so once we got that going, I let the year kind of go on because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do an unprovisional or not. And as the year kind of expired, I decided I really wanted to keep this app going and kind of keep the idea in there. So we went for the unprovisional and that just got published about a month ago. So that's very exciting. And so we're, it's just in the uh, process now to get it fully done, so. And uh, for Oliver and Jonah, where are you guys now with it? Or have you pursued it any, any further or are you thinking of new ideas at this point? Well, I think at this point we haven't pursued it as much anymore. I mean, we're thinking about it, but we gave it to Paige, and we just got it back for this interview, but we gave it to Paige to use. So, yeah. What, were you, yeah. what were the materials that you used? Can you just show us what, what well, you used to begin yeah, with? We, actually, we ordered a dry bag that was meant for a phone. And so this is a cell phone container. It's, it's a cell yeah. phone dry bag container, but we melted a hole in the seal with a nail, and we made it channel for the tubing to go through so that it doesn't we also had to think about having it not pinch the tubing off so that medicine can't get through so we had to get the nail size just right and all that yeah that was what our fourth test was about we filled the dry bag with water and squeezed it with the tubing in there to see if the water would flow through the tubing and come out the needle on the other side that's yeah and, and I remember that uh, Stanford had a newsletter that they put out uh, from their medical uh, area and that they uh, mentioned how proud they were of the two of you for thinking about a problem that really was helping other people. And often with inventing, what we discover is that so many inventions are empathetic. They they come out of a desire to help someone else with a problem that someone else has. And so um, all, all three of you have done such an incredible job of, of finding something that will help yourself and help other people and, and gives you pleasure to be able to do something that, that helps others. Uh, just out of curiosity, I'm gonna ask you what the most challenging part of what you did was. So Morgan, why don't we start with you and what, what challenged you the most in the whole process that you engaged in? Oh, definitely the learning curve for figuring out how to code a language. I have done like a very simple Java classes before, but it was like a little summer camp thing. 
So the difference from going into creating a full-on app from a little Java class was very different, but it was very exciting to get to learn something new and have fun with it. I also was, a lot of teachers were helping me and it was so fun when I got to show them every day during class what I made an improvement on and just like seeing them like, oh my gosh, you did that. So it's really fun. <laughs> and any teachers you want to give a shout out to for, uh, for helping you with a project like that? Uh, yeah, I would probably have to go with my uh, computer science teacher. She did like very basic uh, little block coding, but she definitely did a lot of work. So thank you. Yeah. And for uh, Oliver and Jonah, the most challenging part that you discovered while doing this? I think that the most challenging part for me was the fact that we had to do this. We had to test it so much. It, it had to be perfect in order for it to be safe. So that was probably the most challenging part. It was really frustrating too just to see the blue water <laughs> on that on that paper towel it's like why is it there <laughs> but yeah Jonah you yeah I'd have to agree with Oliver that was kind of frustrating having just testing it over and over again and like it had to be just perfect or it wouldn't be safe to use so yeah, yeah. okay um so Julie Carmine. Oh, I have a list of questions. Yeah. <laughs> the most challenging part for me is staying quiet that long. And <laughs> Carmine will definitely attest to that. So, hey, hey um, I can even attest to that, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to ask um, several questions in a row just so I stay focused to the same group of inventors. And um, I'm going to start with uh, Oliver and Jonah, just because Morgan, you got to go first on everything so far. So I'm going to start with the guys. Um, so how prevalent is pulmonary hypertension? How many people out there have it? Any clue? Well, it's definitely not a very common disease. Like, and when people do have it, it's definitely usually adults and Paige is a third grader. Okay. And adults have the same problem, I assume, with a, with needing a dry bag. Some kind well, of actually, not really, because the older you get, the, you get phased off from medicine. So you don't have to have constant flow of it. You don't have to have the pump. So they can, like, take a shower or something. But age has to have that constant flow of medicine. It's kind of a unique problem for, like, kids with pulmonary hypertension almost. That's yeah. very interesting. It's like, as you get older, they're actually trying to do this with Paige to wane her off the medicine so that she would just have to take pills. Okay. Rather than having a constant flow. So, Jenna, will you hold up the, your prototype again? Yeah. And yeah. is that little bitty plastic thing inside of it, is that a pump? Uh, no, that's the, that's the part that holds the medicine that actually clicks into the pump. I see. And so does the pump, I mean, I've seen pumps on a diabetic that are literally attached to them. Is it the same thing with your cousin? Is it atta attached to her or more like hanging from her? So she wears, yeah, she I'll wears like a belt that holds it. And then the port is on her arm. Okay. The port is on her arm. So that's a little bit different. I see. But the pump, 
I don't know if you can see this, but it looks like this. It's it's this. It is actually a diabetic pump. But so about that same size, where it's like two couple two three inches, maybe at the most. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's on a little arm that's pretty big, probably. Yeah, it's not. It's not on her arm. It's yeah. it's around her waist. On the belt. Yeah. Okay. And then the tubing goes up her body to the port on her arm. Okay. So this part holds the medicine, and that actually clicks into the pump. But we had to return the pump to Stanford, so we can't. We don't have it. Okay, I see. Well, I mean, I I hope that you guys end up pursuing this farther at some point because even though it doesn't sound like um, there may be a lot of people with this, with this particular problem. Um, I just, even, even adults that get diagnosed maybe have to start the same way that your cousin had to before they can get weaned off. So it's still a, it's still a problem that needs to be addressed. And maybe uh, now that you've gone to Stanford, maybe you can start looking at some hospitals that um, specialize in pulmonary hypertension to see if they would have an interest in helping you take take it a little bit further. But congratulations, both of you, for all of the work you did. And I'm so happy to hear that you had iteration after iteration after iteration to make sure it was safe. I think that's super important. And um, I, I bet it was exciting when you finally got to that point. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. All right, so Morgan. I had no idea there are earbuds that are waterproof, first of all. <laughs> That's yeah. how, how, uh, how much I know about earbuds to start with. How do you keep them in your ears if they're just little buds? When yeah, you're so, yeah, so uh, a few of them do have like how these earphones just kind of wrap around you. They wrap around the back, and that kind of helps keep them in a little stability. But also while you're swimming, you wear a cap, and it's kind of like a little uh, plastic like a little cap. And like so the that, caps we used to have to wear when me and Brenda and Carmine were kids. <laughs> hey, I still wear one. I swim every morning. <laughs> yeah, right. so that would easily hold it in because it goes over your ears. But for other sports, because this is a problem used in a lot of other sports, like track and field, if you run so far, you can't really hear your coach that far. Football, same problem. Lacrosse, surfing. There's a lot of different um, sports that need this. And those, they also do have like just workout um, earbuds. So like while you're running, you've seen the little earbuds that kind of wrap around your ear yeah. too, and they hook on. So that would also work. Yeah, that's pretty unique to do something for underwater though. Pretty cool. So I just want to make sure I understand. Does the coach have access to talk to the whole team at one time or any individual and switch back and forth between individual kids, or do they have to kind of predetermine who they're gonna be talking to? Okay, both. So that was kind of the main problem with just having one headset, is that you can only, without the app, you cannot talk to the whole entire group or select individuals. So with the app, the way that the uh, headphones connect to it is where it connects only when the coaches clicks that I wanna to talk to this person. So that makes it so that you can talk to one person, you can talk to five people, or you can talk to the whole group. Nice. Very nice. So I don't know, I can't remember if Brenda asked this or not, but is your team using it right now? Okay, so right now we are not using it. We are also kind of restricted in our swimming because of the corona. 
but that is definitely something I want to do in the future. Okay. You know, I'm just going to mention something. When, uh, when Morgan got to the National Invention Convention in Dearborn, Michigan, she was uh, a finalist there too and won an award there as well, as did both Jonah and Oliver. But when, when Morgan was there, I introduced her to uh, the vice president from United Technologies. Uh, and I asked Mary at that point, uh, I showed her what the invention was and had her meet with Morgan. I said, now, doesn't this have amazing implications for other sports? And she said, not only for other sports, but for industry as well. So Morgan's invention obviously can go in many different directions in the future. And we're so thrilled that she has applied for a patent so that she will be able to uh, be the person owning this, what she has created. So. Yeah, that's wonderful. And just a shout out to that National Invention Convention too. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have received something, was that from the National Invention Convention or from your California that she ended up with a patent? California. Okay. Either way, both great organizations and helped push you along a little bit farther and maybe a little bit faster than you would have on your own. So um, always want to give shout outs to good programs. And Carmen, I'm really sorry. I know you have questions too. <laughs> So me, me, oh, I go. Yeah. We left you a minute for questions. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just have a couple you guys actually uh, answered several of the questions that I, that I was coming up with um, real quick to Morgan. Um, Morgan, what is your patent? What is your patent covering actually? It covers the main app focus. So the focus that the coach can select people and select specifically one five or the whole group. It also covers the replay capability afterwards, so the swimmers can re-listen to it. It covers the coach uh, also on the app when he's walking around with practice. He can select different swimmers, and he can write down notes for them. And so it covers pretty much everything about the app. That's awesome. So the app, now, the is the app proprietary to the headphones, or you can use any types of Bluetooth headphones? So right now, the headphones do need to be underwater in a specific type because most headphones don't go underwater or don't cover the distance that we want them to do. So there are specific headphones that would be used for, but actually anything Bluetooth would probably work great. Cool. So you're actually using these underwater right now? They are usable. We don't use them during practice, though, but they're usable. So when you're underwater, somebody's talking can talk to you. Mm-hmm. That's yep. awesome. I mean, pretty cool stuff. I just wanted to ask you, Morgan, um, did this put you in a direction that was other than what you originally were thinking in eighth grade you might be interested in as you got older? Are you still looking in a direction that this might have set you on a path of? Yeah, so actually fourth grade was kind of when I got into robotics on my little elementary robotics team. So I've kind of always been into it. I definitely want to do a mechanical or aerospace major instead of a computer science, but it definitely did help improve my interest. And uh, Oliver and Jonah, what about you? You guys have been inventing. I remember your first invention that you presented to us of the ladder that helped your neighbor who was putting up Christmas lights and you were nervous that he was going to fall off that ladder and you guys came up with 
a ladder and your, I'll never forget your prototype. It had toilet plungers at the top to adhere it to the garage that he was working on, which I thought was most ingenious. And that got you to the nationals as well. So are you guys thinking about any direction that you have an interest in? You've been inventing for all these different years. You've come up with different inventions through these years. Yeah. Do you have any idea? Um, Oliver, let's start with you. you have any idea of, of where you are heading? And does it involve something with engineering or inventing? I guess I just like to make things with my hands and to see the result that it has on people. So, yeah, I feel like that would be fun. Like, it would be fun and it would be productive at the same time, which is what you want in a job, I guess you could say. Jonah, how about you? I haven't really thought about it, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe environmental sciences? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I, I wish all of you luck, and I hope we get to continue the conversation to see where all of you um, are heading as, as the years go, go by. I just will mention that uh, Jonah and Oliver won our health at the, Nash, at the state convention. They won our health and medicine award. And what was the award you guys won at the national invention convention this last year? Uh, well, we won a um, $200 Amazon gift card each. Yep. It was oh. an originality <laughs> award. Yeah, the originality award. <laughs> well, the prize. Well, the impact award. Yeah, that, those are well, important, too. That, you know, what you got to spend it on is important. Yeah, they, and they also won at our local science fair the Lemelson Award for Invention. So, um, nice. Yeah. Very nice. And, and so, uh, and Morgan, you won an award at the National as well. And what was your award? Yeah, so the California, I won best overall. Best. Yeah. And then for the national one, I got third in my age group, which was, I believe, eighth graders. And then I got uh, third in the SWE Woman of Engineering Award. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to all, all of you for just a job well done. And I really hope to continue hearing wonderful things about what you all, all get to be doing. Wow. Brilliant. Every Very one cool. of you. Hey, I invite each of you, go out there and look at the globalinnovationfieldtrip.org, sign up to present, and you'll be presenting to people across the world. Not that people across the world can't watch our podcast, but that's a greater international audience at the Global Innovation Field Trip, and it runs October 10th and 11th. It's a 24-hour event, so there's got to be a time in there that would work fine for Californians, too. And we would love to have you. And Morgan, you're the right age if you're interested in being on our um, teen panel. It's going to be the first time we do a teen panel. And it will be a group of teens. They get to end up picking the subject. It'll be about a half hour long panel. And um, kind of just providing input from a teen's or a high schooler's perspective on something really important to the world right now, whatever they see is important. And, and, And there's a little bit of background work with that. We'll spend about an hour with the panel prior to the panel discussion just to make sure you're all on the same page and 
you guys kind of have designed how you want it to work uh, and then we bow out and let you guys do it yourself. So please uh, go out to globalinnovationfieldtrip.org and, and um, sign up for that if you're willing and uh, have an interest in it. And then just for, for everybody listening right now, we do a podcast. Wait, I, I'm just going to mention one thing before you make your announcement. In California, you know, we're earlier and these guys are in class still this morning and I promised them that they could get back to their classes. Oh, sure. So um, we may say goodbye to them and then have you continue with the announcement if that's okay. Uh, I mean, we're closing right now. Okay. It's so just the closing announcement. So um, anybody interested in um, being an innovator on our podcast? please uh, shout out to innovationworld.org and we'd love to have you. And uh, thank, thank you all for being here, all three of you, Oliver, Morgan, and Jonah, and Brenda for coming back again. We, we can't wait to see you in the future with more inventors. Um, love the show. Awesome. Thank you. Great thank job, you. guys. We will let you get back to class. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will catch you next week on Innovation World. You all take care. Thank you for joining us today for the Innovation World podcast. And the Launch Network. Innovation World is your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org.